You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, I want to talk about how Kansas City has had the best offseason of any team in this division, right? And the way I want to break this down is team by team, but also I want to just talk about how Kansas City has had a marvelous offseason as a whole in the entire MLB community, but obviously not the best in the entire MLB because you know the Padres exist and other teams have gotten you know better and are contending teams within the World Series conversation. But for what Kansas City is and where they're at in their process, they've had a great offseason. And I think that they're the only team in this division. And in fact, if you want to include the region, if you want to include each central division, the AL and the NL, I think Kansas City has still had the best offseason. You're seeing the Cubs right now, one of the premier organizations in all of baseball. You're seeing them rip away a team that won a World Series for the first time in 108 years. You're seeing them just forego any chance of being competitive. A playoff-level team is simply bowing out and simply saying, you know what, for money reasons, we don't want to compete anymore. And while one of the biggest markets in, you know, in baseball in Chicago is doing that, Kansas City is trying to improve their team. Kansas City in this AL division first. Let's start there. Number one, let's put the White Sox aside. Because while the White Sox made one offseason move that was really bad, which was, of course, hiring Tony La Russa, they did not need to make moves. You know what I mean? Like, like no one was clamoring for them to, you know, to go out there and spend money and, and, and revamp their team and just absolutely positively, uh, you know, change everything about their team because they were already good. And not only were they already good, their team is young. Their team just simply needs to continue to grow together and gel together. They have a young guy still who have not made their debuts yet. They're that good. But they still add Adam Eaton to that one-year deal. Uh, They still trade for uh, Lance Lynn, and they still get better in the margins. The Sox had an amazing offseason outside of hiring Tony La Russa. But that's all that they've done bad is La Russa. Now, the, 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 Lynn, the Lynn contract, you know, the Lynn trade, I should say, I'm not in love with it, but I don't hate it. The Eaton contract, I'm not in love with it, but I don't hate it. And as long as you don't hate something about the White Sox, they're still far and away the very best team in this division. So put them aside right now for a second. Let's look at the other teams fighting for second place, because that's what this division is, right? This division is fighting for second place. You have then the Tigers, the Cleveland baseball team, and the Twins. The Cleveland baseball team lost Carlos Santana. They lost 
Francisco Lindor about to be losing him. We all assume he'll be traded by the season. So you've now lost Santana. You've now lost Lindor. Last offseason, you trade away Clevenger. And you weren't really the same team after that. And you know you got exposed as a pretty, pretty mediocre team at best. And now you're taking away Lindor. They had a bad offseason. They, they have fallen to fourth or fifth in this division. The Detroit Tigers haven't really done anything. You know, I, I really like the A.J. Hinch hire. I think he's a really good manager. I think he's a really smart manager. I know that he cheated. I know that he you know, was involved in that, in that Astros situation. But he's a by-the-numbers guy. He's a, a good baseball guy. And I think that he is going to pay dividends for that Tigers team. So I love that hire. But outside of that hire, you didn't really improve your team at all for, for the Tigers. They're in that wait-and-see pattern. They're in that wait-and-see what young guys can come up and wait-and-see what young guys can be good on this team. We know what Kansas City did, but for the for the Twins, there's still you know Nelson Cruz out there. Who knows where he's going to end up going? You know It's kind of up in the air right now. So you still don't have Nelson Cruz. They may or may not be uh, you know signing Marcus Simeon. Uh, that's something that, that Nash Walker, our Lockdown Twins host, was able to scoop that they're in conversations with him. Who knows, who knows if they can add him? It's too early to tell on the Twins right now, but just grading them to this point, Kansas City has had a better offseason than the Twins to this point. Now, again, if they, if they go and re-sign you know, Nelson Cruz and they find a way to get back Eddie Rosario and they find a way to sign Marcus Simeon, all of a sudden now you've had a really good offseason for the Twins. You've kind of just revamped and added Marcus Simeon and this team is, is once again the second best team in this division, slotting Kansas City at third place, which is what we expect to happen at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we expect it to be White Sox, Twins, Royals, Cleveland, Detroit, or Detroit-Cleveland, one of the two. But in just the sense of the overall offseason, Kansas City has made better moves to this point than any team in this division. Now, the White Sox did not need to make any moves. So the fact that they swooped in to get... Lynn and that they signed Adam Eaton was pretty cool, but to me it does not overhaul their team dramatically enough. The same way that the moves of of a Mike Miner and a Carlos Santana dramatically leap up the chances that Kansas City is a good team. So I think that Kansas City had the best off season of this division, which is no small feat. I mean, it's, it's impressive. It started out very slow, as did every other offseason. But at the end of the day, you add Santana, you add Miner. I still don't like the Michael A. Taylor signing, which plays into the fact that every team had one bad move. I just don't like the fact that Kansas City keeps leaning into this whole defense thing and just prioritizing defense than offense. That's not how you're going to win baseball games in 2020 and in 2021. You can't have a black hole out there just because he's pretty good at defense. I mean, you've got to be just absolutely stellar defensively. And even then, it's not worth it. So I'm not somebody who's going to jump over the moon for a Michael A. Taylor signing. But other than that, they've had a good offseason. I like it. They, they've improved their team. They're going to be much better than they were a year ago. And that is something that the Cubs fans cannot say right now. That is something that you know Cleveland baseball teams fans cannot say right now. And the Rays fans cannot say right now. And, and few teams in baseball can say that they legitimately got better this offseason. So credit to Dayton Moore, credit to to all parties involved with making this happen for Kansas City. Beyond that, though, I want to discuss 
where Kansas City ranks in the grand scheme of things in baseball, just including everyone, not just this division. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is a phenomenal website to go to because they have college football season heading into the bowl season that you can bet on some big matchups this weekend. The NFL postseason, they're going to have all those matchups for you in the postseason, including Week 17 games, which you can go bet on right now. And also... They're the one place that has you covered for every sport and the one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag, sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON, 50% welcome bonus. I am betting on the NBA right now. I am enjoying it a ton. I'm 1-1 one one on the season so far. I've got Oklahoma City tonight, plus 5. So wish me luck on that bet. You can make your own bets. Do not sit on the sideline anymore. Get on the action. Do not forget to use promo code LOCKSON and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportbook experts. BetOnline.ag. Promo code LOCKSON and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. We're back on Locked On Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. Do not forget to check out Locked on bets. Betting on sports does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, quick hitting advice, and make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast wherever you get your podcast from. They're also brought to you by betonline.ag. So check them out today. Also, you can bet on college hoops. So if you're a Jayhawks fan, or a Wildcats fan, or a Tigers fan, or a UMKC fan, whoever you're a fan of, go check them out and bet on some college hoops as well as we await baseball season to return. So I, I want to talk now about baseball as a whole and, and about what's happening so far in this offseason. And it's hard to figure out, right? I mean, there's some teams who are going for it, some teams who aren't, and, and it seems like there's two extremes. It seems like there's the extreme of you're either a team who wants to be bad and wants to cut cost and wants to to cut salary at any by any means possible, even if that means that you take a World Series competitive team and you make them a terrible one, or you're saying, you know, finances be damned, we're going to be a good team. We're, we're going to go for it. We're going to try our hardest. And there's not many teams in between there. And I think Kansas City is one team that's somewhat in between there because they're, they're going for it, but they're not just you know, breaking the bank to do it. So they're one team in the middle. But you're seeing the Cubs just say, you know what, screw winning. Just screw it. I don't want to win. I want to save money. You're seeing the Yankees right now do the same thing. You're seeing the Red Sox do the same thing with the Mookie Betts trade a year ago and continuing that this offseason. You're seeing all of this happen before your eyes. And it's just such a dangerous place for the sport to get to. When you're seeing the Rays trade off, you know, pre-arbitrary guys, and you're seeing the Rays trade off guys like, you know, Blake Snell, love him or hate him. He won a Cy Young Award, and he's a pretty good pitcher. And not paying them and and realizing that there's a market inefficiency here where you can just trade Blake Snell to the next team over and try to find the new Blake Snell. That works in a vacuum, right? That works for Kansas City. That works for Tampa Bay. But when big market teams start doing that, that's whenever baseball will run into a big problem. It, it just is going to run into a big, big problem if that happens on a grand stage. And when the Cubs start operating like they're a penny-pinching organization like the Tampa Bay Rays who can't feel their catwalk of a stadium in 
St. Petersburg, when, when Wrigley Field and the Chicago Cubs are acting that way, it is not a good thing for baseball. It's just not. It sends the wrong message. It is not entertaining. It's just awful for the sport. Basketball dealt with the same thing. Basketball spent a ton of money this offseason. They have a salary cap. They have organizations that want to win games and want to provide a product and want to grow their sport. They have ownership and they have leadership that does not view this as only a money-making opportunity. Well, it is a money-making opportunity and it's an investment. They, they don't only view it that way the way baseball does. Baseball views this as, as numbers. Baseball views their sport as a numbers game on and off the field. How do we improve our stock in our own entities? And sadly, for the fan base, it's by trading away your favorite player. It's by not paying your favorite player. It's by even the Cubs acting like they're a poverty franchise. It's by doing all those things. And I just hope it ends at some point. I hope that it's a trend in baseball right now that swings back to the norm. Look, I just don't see a world in which Trevor Bauer should still be a free agent right now. And the more that this happens, the more that you see Trevor Bauer and, and the Bryce Harpers of the world and the Manny Machados of the world, the more you see these guys just floundering out in, in free agency and, and just waiting on a deal to come their way, the more devastating it is for the sport. And and the more just, I think, the, the harder it becomes at that point to grow your sport because there's no real sense of security. I mean... You have to fight so hard in baseball to make the major leagues. You've got to fight even harder to survive long enough to get paid in six years. I mean, you, you make no real money until you're you're able to sign that, that free agent contract. That's when you make your huge, big bucks. And then even at that point, teams are trying to exploit you in the sense of, okay, well, you know, yeah, Trevor Bauer's a nice little player, but we can just call up this guy who's 25 years old and might be able to provide what Trevor Bauer is. If he doesn't, who cares? The fans are going to watch it anyway. We don't really care about the fans or the game itself or winning baseball games. That's such a dangerous way to look at these uh, look at these things. This just is. I mean, Fred Van Vliet gets a massive contract because everyone acknowledges he's a good player. And he gets it the moment free agency opens. Delino Gandanari gets well overpaid. He's a bench player. I mean, he is a fringe starter who... You know, it's probably probably should be starting, but again, you know, he's bouncing around from the starting lineup to the bench. Nonetheless, he still gets paid a massive amount of, amount of money. These things just infuriate me, the fact that Trevor Bauer has been a free agent for so long. And it loses interest in your sport. I think that there's a good chance that most of you listening totally forgot about Trevor Bauer, right? You're you're too busy with the Chiefs right now. You're trying to keep up with what the Royals are doing and you knew that the Royals were not in on Trevor Bauer, and you kind of just assume that he signed somewhere. He hasn't yet. He's still a free agent. And that's insane. From Coming from a sport, from you know, bouncing around from baseball to basketball, and just seeing how different the two sports are, there's a reason why one of them is the second most popular sport in the world, uh, at least, at least in, the, in America, and the other one is simply baseball. And the other one is probably at this point the, the fourth most popular sport in America. There's a reason for all of this, folks. And to me, it needs to change. And Kansas City is doing the best they can. Because Kansas City cannot land Trevor Bauer. Even if they put a ton of money in front of him, he's not picking Kansas City. That's just the bottom line. 
So Kansas City has done all they could. They're trying to sign Jerkson Profar. Now, will they do it? Who knows? But they're trying. They've signed Michael Taylor. I mean, they've signed Michael A. Taylor. They've signed Mike Miner. They've signed Carlos Santana. They're trying to improve their team. They're trying to get better and better and better every single day and every single year, year to year. They're trying. Will it work? To be determined. But they're trying. And trying is the first step. And trying is what these teams need to start doing. There needs to be incentive for these teams to try and not and not cut cost, right? Because right now, it's gone from this, these teams trying to win a World Series to trying to win the, the, the lowest payroll, right? Every team wants to achieve the lowest payroll. And if they win along the way, cool. If they don't, at least we didn't pay a lot of money. And that mindset has to stop for this sport to flourish and thrive. We'll see if they can do it. But nonetheless, we'll be here to cover it. So we'll be back next week on Lockdown Royals. We are, again, in a daily podcast in the season. But in this, in this portion of the offseason, before pitchers and catchers report, we're going to go to three days a week. So be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Royals.